Mini episode 1163 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You'll want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to mini-episode 1163 of the FDH Lounge. This is FDH managing partner Rick Morris here with our review of season four of Billions. Here's our top five notes of interest about the most unique campaign of the show to date. Number five, will hell have no fury like a billionaire businesswoman scorned? By all rights, Rebecca should have been the perfect woman for Bobby, but like Chuck, nobody gets in the way of his grudges. For him to admit to deciding to betray her while they were in bed together makes the fallout as personal as it could possibly be for her. Part of his half-assed peace offering at the end was to make her a tidy profit in exchange for brutally assassinating her dream. As such, she's got more arrows in the quiver when and if she's going to come after him. She's been previously completely about business as opposed to feuds, but it'll be a major disappointment if she doesn't reappear at some point to make life miserable for Axe. Number four, New York politics somehow proved to be weirder than Chuck's sex life. Of course, in one of the signature scenes in the history of the show, Chuck used a public confession about the latter to secure a key place in the former. There were, of course, countless creative liberties taken with Chuck's powers as state attorney general, with him going from a virtual eunuch prior to obtaining extra powers from the governor, which he used to great cartoonish effect. From staging a huge criminal raid at Blackjack Foley's funeral, to single-handedly driving a murderous Russian billionaire out of the country, to taking down U.S. Attorney General Jock Jeffcoat and the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. But the expansion of the program to this sphere was glorious on balance and even yielded the minor character that we never even imagined that we needed, the New York City Police Commissioner as played by the one and only Michael Rispoli. With Chuck firmly ensconced in his position, Season 5 will have more of this outstanding element. Number 3. As with any battle between teachers and students, all was bet on the teachers. At the beginning of the season, Brian had taken Chuck's job and Taylor had inflicted a personal and financial betrayal on Bobby by utilizing his resources to set up a breakaway firm. There was a mighty back and forth between the two sides and the protégés certainly broke bad in their own ruthlessness, but in the end, Chuck and X stood supreme thanks to a decision to do what neither man ever envisioned they'd ever be pushed to do, pool their resources. Number two, the season of Chuck and Bobby as avenging super friends lived up to any reasonable expectations. We'd previously compared this development to a scenario if J.R. Ewing and Cliff Barnes joined forces on Dallas back in the day in terms of such a jarring realignment. There was a ton of fan service from Chuck using Hall in his takedown of Connerty and Jock to Axe surreptitiously funding and outright arranging Chuck's election. But just as they were brought together to pursue vengeance by the one woman who was their common element, so too were they destined to be torn apart by her, and now we're back with them at odds, even if Bobby is still oblivious to what he did to alienate Chuck. 
Number one, the return of the Chuck and Axe feud is merely the largest representation of how so many things come full circle on Villians. We've already seen Chuck reunite with his best friend Ira, and now Kate Sacker as a protege. Rhodes Sr. and Jr. worked through numerous issues that would destroy other relationships, and even Taylor and Maffee returned to Axe Capital, although that one is under duress and Taylor actually has two secret agendas underscoring that move. Wendy came back to Axe Capital after Bobby drove her away. Even Bobby and Chuck's alliance was the reestablishment of what we learned in Season 3 had at one point been an actual friendship before all of their alpha male issues pushed them apart. And yet what appears to be the exception to the rule that all relationships reestablish themselves on this show, the apparent nail in the coffin of the Rhodes marriage when Axe served as the White Knight for Wendy at a point when Chuck was preoccupied, should reignite the core dynamic of the series, the Rhodes Axelrod War. Chuck and Wendy have had their ups and downs since the pilot episode, when Rhodes Jr. allowed his creeping jealousy over Bobby's close relationship with his wife to start this war. So in a season where Wendy's vulnerabilities were laid bare like never before, from her crisis of conscience at having betrayed her medical license to attack Taylor, to her risk of losing said license, to her growing feeling of unfulfillment at the creepier aspects of her sex life with Chuck, to the public revelation of said creepy sex life by her husband in his selfish pursuit of power, she was susceptible to greatly appreciating Bobby's rescue of her license when her husband was prioritizing the takedown of Brian and Jock. Bobby may even have been aware of what he was doing on some level, as he was dynamiting his relationship with Rebecca at the same time that his intervention on Wendy's behalf apparently destroyed what was left of her marriage. From Chuck's perspective, it looks like Bobby deliberately made him look bad, and he's basically right that Bobby doesn't really care about him, and the feeling is mutual. Now, with Bobby and Wendy apparently standing on the brink of taking their relationship to the next level, Chuck is secretly weaponizing Taylor as a Trojan horse in Axe Capital to bring down his eternal enemy, just as Taylor is hatching a plot to bring down both of the enemies and stand triumphantly in the ashes. Season 5 is going to be just too sweet. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge. As we bring the show to a close, we would like to extend our deepest gratitude to NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, All Clear Channel Affiliates, TNT, TBS, USA, UPN, Deadspin.com, YouTube.com, YTMND.com, MySpace.com, various blogs, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, IAmBoard.com, Billboard.com, Google.com, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, NBA TV, NFL Network, Sports Time Ohio. Athlon Magazine, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, The Boomerang Channel, QVC, BET, The Spice Channel, Steno Notebooks, Manwich, Papermate Office Supplies, Waitresses, Strippers, Bartenders, Garbage Men, Janitors, Microwave Popcorn, The Writers of The Office, Scrubs, Entourage, My Name is Earl, Oz, Metalocalypse and the Boondocks, Aquafina, and The Periodic Table of Elements. 